I never have to nag him. Like he just does it, you know? So oh, that's awesome. He's also kind of an angel, right? So, I was going to say, so everybody hates you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. This is Hello and Goodbye, and we are sitting here excited to record this intro for you guys. We have an amazing guest. Her name is Erin Hill. Um, she has two podcasts, Getting Cozy with Erin and Batch After Dark. Um, and you can find her on Instagram at Getting Cozy with Erin. And she's just like this ball of light and fun and sweetness. And yes. We're like so lucky that we had her on the pod. Yeah, so much fun with her. Great like follow if you like reality TV stuff, which of course we love. And also just um, really cool, like helpful relationship stuff. So we yeah. get into all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's not just a reality TV, like um, what would it would be called? Like a pundit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> she's also like a matchmaker and a dating coach mm -hmm. and she's a mom and she's a wife and she's very proud of the her life and the life that she's created and she's very much in love with her husband of like a number of years and mm -hmm. has kids that she loves and she's just excited to share that with people and she gives us some so, uh, some advice and so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Yes, in this episode we get into like a really cool conversation and she she like drops some some good wisdom on yeah us. she really does yeah yeah um okay so really quick jared and i are going to give you updates as well and um if you are just here for the interview feel free to skip ahead about 15 minutes hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed um but just some housekeeping stuff so guys i am honestly like i've never been more excited about our patreon account yeah, 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 we're like putting some cool stuff up there. Okay, so the handjob tutorial is officially on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, like you did a really good job of like preparing. You bought <laughs> a very like lifelike model penis so that you could show all of the, I guess, students who will be viewing the video. <laughs> okay. And like, and as a guy, when you when you demonstrated the technique, I'm like, yeah, I could see that being very effective. Okay, so, thank you. Yeah. And, and there, I posted like a video of us talking about it on Insta or on TikTok. It's gone viral. Mm -hmm. We've got all these random like men that have subscribed to the Patreon. You know, now. I've gotten like more followers on Instagram yeah. lately. That's because they're following you because of TikTok. Hey, all right. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, and and then there's two more tiers. So there's the three dollar tier. That's what you can pledge to just support us. There's the six ninety nine, which is the sexy B, and the ten dollars, which is the platinum B. And I'm also throwing up. <laughs> not literally, but figuratively, <laughs> um, new content that we don't air. So yeah. like, like we've had a couple really long intros that we just couldn't air because they were too long. So I just put the full intro up on the Patreon. Yeah, so you get like more look into yeah. whatever you and I are bantering about. And and I am gonna throw something up new up this week. I you guys know that I have been crushing on Jamie Wood. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it in this episode. This episode was actually recorded like a few weeks back. Yep. But um, I did go into his DMs and actually like initiate something. Oh. And we had talked about it, but we couldn't air it because it was too long. So you guys, if you subscribe to the Patreon, go listen to it. You'll find out what happened. 
Oh, that's exciting. Like yeah. The, like the, the conclusion to the story. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, who knows? Jamie and I could be dating. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then we want to support, we want to promote one of our sponsors, uh, Ioba Toys, which creates toys for women to support their sexuality. And um, they have an OMIG oh vibrator and an Oh my C clitoris vibrator and they're both amazing and you can get 30% off. Go to iobatoys.com and use code hello and goodbye. Yeah. And since it's, is it officially cuffing season? It's officially cuffing season. It is season. cuffing season. Right? So if you're newly cuffed up to someone who has a vagina, like. Or just cuff up to your vibrator. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. Or if, or if you're not cuffed <laughs> up. <laughs> your vibrator is your new cuff. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I don't, well, so you and I did a uh, video. We were guests on a video podcast yeah. last night. Um, which was a, a fun experience. So it was uh, the Kava Club podcast with Will Nakuzi. Uh, and uh, we had another guest on there. Her name was Gloria, but for short, she goes by Glow, and her Instagram is at GlowStick underscore XO. Yes, and she apparently has some cool TikTok content and had a good conversation. Uh, we're going to talk more about it. On a later episode, yeah, I think. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. a full episode on it because it's a really important topic and it's kind of interesting like how I've been talking about how I've been meeting these guys who are like kind of in this anti-feminist movement and this conversation, which you guys can go watch, it was a two-hour conversation. Mm -hmm. It was a YouTube live conversation, so it's on YouTube. Um, and it basically was all about that. Yeah. So it's it really was fascinating. Obviously, you can tell Jared and I and Glow um, were in support of of women and feminism and um, women finding power and independence. And you know, it was met with some debate. And um, I think we kept it healthy. And I think Jared and I did a great job of of really representing. <laughs> you did so good. Oh, I was so proud God. of you because we kind of knew going in, and I was like, okay. You called me to warn me. <laughs> well, because I wasn't sure because we didn't know Will. And he, he turns out turns out he's a great guy. If he's listening to this, Will, what's up? Thank you for having us on. But we didn't know Will. And I wasn't sure if this was like, I, I had sort of saw some of his stuff. And I wasn't sure if, if it was the kind of thing where like, some people invite you on to like try to argue with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't yeah. want, you know, you to be caught off guard by anything yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Feel that from him. I, I Not think at he, all. I think he honestly like is open to having conversations. He likes debate. I think that's why his podcast does well. Yeah. Is because he brings up controversial topics. Yep. And he brings on guests that have different views and they debate about them. And I thought I was going to lose my mind a few times and I was able to hold it together. Kind of. <laughs> there was like a comment that was like, Leanna looked like she was going to blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But. Anyway, yeah. so that was good. Other than that, um, still not dating, still feeling nice about that. Um, I feel like, though, I'm just, I don't know if people out there can resonate with this. I think probably a lot of people can, but man, I'm just fucking depleted. Like, I feel like everybody in this, like, COVID having gone on so long, and I don't know if people's work life are like mine, where it's like, we're kind of back to normal, but not really. And everything's more difficult because of COVID. And like, I think just from people being stressed out and burned out for so many months, like 
no one has the like internal resources to draw on mm -hmm. and i think just everyone's overstressed and overtired and i see it in our students mm. and like you know and, and you're looking at you know people like quitting or refusing to take these like low-wage jobs and i'm like fucking great man like mm -hmm. absolutely because i think just everyone is like burnt out mm -hmm. you know so like i'm trying to be kind to myself and take care of myself. And I think that's also like part of why, like my little like dating break is really like about that in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. So, um, but it's hard, man. I could well, really use like a fucking break. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your dating breaks because then I get more of you. <laughs> and I, I'm sure you feel the same too when yes. I start dating someone. It's like, yes. it's just natural. Like my best friend is kind of seeing someone now and like, I know I'm not going to hear from her as much. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just natural that it happens that way. But I'm sorry that you're feeling burnout, friend. No, that's okay. I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm also diving really deep into like, re I've gotten like really nerdy all of a sudden. You have always been nerdy. I know. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something and it's going to, it's oh, going to make Lord. you immediately Are you doing Dungeons and Dragons? No. Okay. Almost. So did I talk about how I've been playing this Magic the Gathering like game on my phone? I've been oh. obsessed with it for like a month. Oh, it gets worse. Oh. This weekend was like <laughs> the world championships. And I watched probably like multiple hours on Twitch, like watched like streaming of these people playing Magic the Gathering against each other. Well, maybe you'll meet someone. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone plays Magic the Gathering Arena, get at me. Because I, I think you can like friend, I don't have any friends on there. I just play whoever, but. <laughs> you have like 12 year old friends? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's too funny. Um, okay, well, I want to share something that I'm not going to get in super detail about, but um, I had a really cool experience. I had a medium reading. Oh, yeah. So my sister knows this person from work um, and has been a friend, and my sister had a reading, and she was like, it was incredible. Like, you, if you feel comfortable, like, it's something you might want to look into, and you know, growing up very Christian, like that is like taboo. Like you don't do something like that. Yes, like it's like d dark spirits and <laughs> yes. you're not supposed to mess with that and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, I do believe in dark spirits and I do believe in like being careful of how you interact with a different reality. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. and so, um, but this specific medium, um, d she speaks through God. Mm -hmm. So, or God speaks through her. And, um, and she was, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to share too much because I don't, I want to keep her life private. But anyway, it was something that I felt comfortable doing. And I just found out some really, really cool stuff that made me feel light Mm -hmm. And like, I was on, I'm on the right path that these things that I've been working so hard at are going to happen for me. Yeah. Um, and that like, she connected me to my, <laughs> I'm duck sitting right now. And Mickey, the dog that I'm duck sitting you, is snoring. <laughs> you might be hearing, like, if you're like going crazy, listening to me, like, what is that noise? A dog is like snoring hard right Mickey's now. so cute. She's, yeah. she's a black lab, but she is a little chunky. So I think she's got some, some itch, some she's snoring. Got, she's got a little doggy sleep apnea going on. Um, 
So she connected me to my guardian angel, uh-huh. to my spirit guide. Um, and I'll keep like the details of that personal because it's really special to me. But And we might do an episode. I'm maybe. trying to get her on the pod. I don't yes. know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she feels about it now having to, you know, worked with me in person. But mm-hmm. um the biggest thing is that she told me I've already met the right guy for me. Yes. That it's someone that you know. It's some well it's someone that I have met, uh-huh. but that I haven't even given a second. You look haven't like to. thought of. I haven't even thought of them as a potential yep. partner. Haven't even looked their way. They have brown hair. She said he's attractive, but he's not like the guys that I've been dating, which are like the athletic and really attractive looking guys. Yes. Um, and that I need to cut ties off completely with one of my exes, um, which is I have interpreted now that as being officially getting rid of my last name. Oh, interesting. Okay. And um, and to just be open and be looking more for someone that is is again like not my typical type. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did say something that was really precious that she said was like, there's a, a dichotomy where I have, like I have this like athletic and fun and adventurous and and like real spirited part of me, but then I also have this like intellectual and like heart part of me. Mm-hmm. And she said, I haven't met someone that has been both those things, but my guardian angel sees that mm-hmm. and he sees my heart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, So if you guys want information, I want to like send you her way. She's absolutely incredible. It was over Zoom. Um, I would highly recommend. So if you guys, if you are interested, DM me personally and I'll send you Mm -hmm. her info. Yes. And I am probably going to I'm going to, actually, you guys, I want Jared to do it. So subscribe to the Patreon so we can, I'll pay for him to do it if you guys help us out. (laughs) That would be great. Okay. I think that's it. Let's do it. Okay. We'll see you after the interview. Enjoy you guys. You guys, I am so excited to introduce our next guest. Erin Hill is a mom of two, a certified sleep coach and dating advisor. She's been podcasting for almost three years, and she has two podcasts, Getting Cozy and Batch After Dark. She has a weekly IG live show called Tub Talk, where she puts the real back in reality TV through interviews with casts from your favorite shows and who you get to know off the camera. She's a sex positive advocate and she wants to normalize talking about sexuality. Erin, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, we've been like chatting off off, uh, the mic and like, we're like, we have to stop and talk about this because there's so many <laughs> fascinating things that you do. So I guess maybe just to begin with, like, how, what do you want to tell our listeners? Like, what is there to know about you? How did you get started with all of this? So, um, like you said, I've been podcasting for about three years and um, it does not feel like that at all. It feels like I've been podcasting my whole life, honestly, but um, yeah, for three years. And I got my start on Mom Talk Radio, which is this really, um, at the time, it was like a very big show. And I was working for Beach Nut Baby Food. I was actually their ambassador. And I had a tiny little baby. My my son is now six. So this was a while Aww. ago. And they asked me to represent the company on this show. And I was just so incredibly, you know, 
uh, honored and, but also very scared because I, you know, hadn't really done radio before, but I always kind of wanted to, like, I loved listening to like Delilah after dark and like, yes. you know, I'm really dating myself here, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, Jerry, love so line? Jerry, Are you, were you down with love line in the day? See, I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, little baby over here. No, um, <laughs> so I, uh, I went on the show and I think I had like a 15 minute spiel or something, right. About the baby food, you know, about beach nut. And I was like, that was so much fun. I feel like I could do this, you know? And so I got together with a friend of mine who had been listening to podcasts for years and we started our podcast and we had so much fun. We interviewed like local celebrities like in our area first you know and this kind of branched out and we got our big break with ben higgins um oh. original bachelor from yeah exactly um, one of my favorite bachelors right of course he said yeah. that are so high i didn't realize that my brother-in-law was working with him in denver and i was there for their wedding uh for my brother-in-law's wedding and he mentioned it and i was like excuse me what <laughs> you know this man like you gotta you know hook me up you gotta connect me Within two weeks, he was on our podcast. Oh, I love so, that. The sweetest guy ever. Shout out to him. I know he's recovering from surgery right now. So shout yes, out to I saw him. that. I've been able to meet him a couple of times through the years. And he's just a gem of a, of a human. Honestly, he's the sweetest. Um, really adore him. And just, you know, being able to open that door for us was huge. So once I met him and I, I went to these like in-person bachelor events, you know, these like um, uh, I don't know. There's like an iHeartRadio one with like Ashley and Jared and Blake and Wells. And, you know, I met all the people that I've been like watching, you know, for years and it was just surreal. And they started interviewing with us, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, this is so much fun. And I loved getting to know who they were off camera. I loved getting to know that person because a lot of them had, you know, really bad edits or um, it was just like, you know, they, they were portrayed not who they really were. And so I kind of took it on myself to say, you know, let me get to know who you really are. I'm not going to have any preconceived notions. I want to know who you are, you know, love truly. that. Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of just caught on. People liked that idea and they just kind of told their friends. And then anyway, long story short, I actually branched off and started my own podcast, Getting Cozy with Aaron with the Taste of Reality um, podcast network. So that's where I am today. And then very recently, maybe six months ago, I started um, Batch After Dark. And that was just because of my um, passion for normalizing sexuality. Mm. Uh, because it's not talked about enough. And it's certainly not talked about on Bachelor Nation enough. You know, we kind of mm -hmm. got a little bit of a taste of it with Katie's season, right? But I kind of take I took that to like the next level, yeah. where we go and ask like a uh, spicy questions, you know, favorite position, um, last time you had sex, like just fun questions that if they're open and honest, you know, they're happy to answer. And it just normalizes sexuality in general. And this is with the Bachelor cast. Love it. Well, and I want to say for those of you who are listening that don't know anything about Bachelor Nation or anything, we are going to talk today about it. But I think we're going to talk about the specific situation with Piper and um, Brendan. Um, but we'll explain a little bit of like what happened and like, we'll try and keep you guys in the know, but there's also going to be, we're going to talk about you're a dating coach. Um, so I guess, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how did you become a dating coach and, and like, what does that mean? Yeah. So, um, I became a dating coach. I actually worked for it's just lunch. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
that, right? Oh, you have too? Okay. Yeah, cool. I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I worked for them back in Florida. Um, long story short, I was a nanny for a long time and then I became a flight attendant. Uh, and was based out here in San Francisco and kind of went back and forth between coasts. And um, in my free time, you know, I, I started like flying part time and I thought, I want to do this part time. I want to be like a like a matchmaker, you know, part time. And it's just lunch was huge at the time, huge. Mm -hmm. And so I went in and worked for them and had a lot of fun and kind of got to um, know like behind the scenes of matchmaking. And I was just absolutely just fascinated. This is back in, oh my gosh, 2008. So, but I had always fixed my friends up. I'd always like had a very, like very much of an interest in, you know, my friends love lives and things like that. So it just came kind of naturally to me, but to be able to get paid to do that, I was like, sign me up, right? This is awesome. So I, I was flying part-time and I was doing that part-time and um, I may or may not have dated some of my clients. <laughs> I mean, I was single. <laughs> Right? No shame in it. Honestly, amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's a perk of the job, right? It's a perk of the sure. job. Um, you know, they didn't pay great. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, <laughs> so, so I um I was doing that and and flying part-time. And then I met my husband, um, who I've been married to for 10 years, and we have two children, two, I can't talk, two children. <laughs> We're both in school now, six and nine. Thank God. I love that they're both in school. Um, and you know, life is so good. I'm so blessed. But I I love uh helping people find the love of their life. You know, I found mine. And uh, he's my best friend. He's my everything. So, and and I'm I'm a true advocate that you can have sex every day and still be married after ten years. It's, yeah, it's I love that. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> that is something I'm working. So I am divorced. I was married for eight and a half years. Oh, okay. And that is something that I worry about in the future. Of mm. like, I I do you know because you hear a lot of like like especially with Esther Perel that oftentimes where you find safety and security, sometimes you lose the passionate side of it, mm -hmm. you know, the kind mm -hmm. of like, I just want to fuck you and, and all of that. Yeah. And so that is like a worry of mine. So, yeah. so what's the secret, Erin? Yeah. Honestly, um, sleep training your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my mom would agree so hard with you. She said she sleep trained me and my sister. She says the best thing she ever did. My husband still to this day says that's the best thing I ever did for our marriage because you got to look at it as most families put their kids to bed between like 9 and 10 p.m. What time are you going to bed? Probably 10 or 11, maybe 12. You're getting like an hour together. That's not enough time. You know, yeah. you're exhausted. Yeah. You've been with your kids all day and now all night. You know, I always tell my clients, try to put your kids to bed between 7 and 8. That is yeah. like the perfect window and then they sleep for 12 hours if they're trained to um, put themselves back to sleep, to have that self-soothing uh, skill, which is what I teach. Basically, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I teach. Mm -hmm. And the, the process, you know, I have a seven-day program that's extremely effective and very, very um, affordable as well. So I can talk about that later. But yeah. So um, anyway, if you put them to bed at that window, you know, you're going to find that they're going to fall asleep quicker because they're not overtired and they're not fighting sleep. Mm -hmm. It's huge. I mean, it seems like such a small thing, but once you do that and once you, you know, have that routine, you then have 
eight to what midnight with your partner, you can have date nights, you can just go and, you know, crash out on the couch, watch TV, you know, get drunk. I mean, we literally get drunk every night because why not? Like, why not? We have date nights, multiple nights. Multiple you ever nights. just sneak out and leave the kids? No, no, no. We always, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we always have someone <laughs> But our, our sitters love us because our kids are always asleep. Yeah. You know, oh, they're just yeah. like house yeah. sitting, right? Like they're literally yeah. just here, um, just holding space, you know, while we're gone. So it's just, it's, it's such a gift. I mean, it's yeah. such a gift yeah. to give your marriage. You know, we are rock solid because we have that that one-on-one time together so often. And the other thing too, besides that is never saying no to your partner. Don't say no, you know, make it Hmm. always try to say yes. I mean, obviously if it's going to be completely, you know, inconvenient for you, but, but I'm saying like, you, do you mean no, like to anything or no to sex? Oh, sorry. I mean, like if, if they want to go out, right. Or if they want to Okay, because we're because we just want to clarify, like we're always like if you're not want to have sex, like you can say no, like absolutely, yeah, 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 no, 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 you're fine, yeah, 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 just yeah, no, I agree with that, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and you know, I never say no to him, he never says no to me. So, for instance, I'm flying out to New York this weekend just for the hell of it, just for fun, just to meet up with some bachelor people, you know, that I've been talking to forever, and uh, you know, since the pandemic, and. Um, and then I'm going to Turks and Caicos like two weeks later because I got a, an opportunity. And my husband's like, yes, go. And I'm just like, this is, you know, if you have that that long, like that that history of saying yes to each other, it's not even a question. It's like, okay, we'll rearrange certain things here and there and then we'll just make it happen, you know? But it's where you don't resent your partner because you're always saying yes and making it happen to the best of your ability. It goes both ways, you know? So you've, feel like that flexibility and that freedom in your relationship. And I think a lot of couples just don't have that. So that's another thing that keeps us like rock solid. What what are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like you're going to play the devil's advocate here. No, no, actually, I think um, I like actually quite the opposite. Like, I think uh, what you're describing, Aaron, is this um, is like both people in the relationship, like letting go of the need to control Mm-hmm. what's happening in the relationship and kind of control the other person, which I think when, when you call it control, everyone would be like, Oh, I don't do that. Or I don't want to do that. But, but we all kind of oh, do. 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. We all yeah. kind yeah. of, you know, I can be controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so it's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, but it's like, I, I think it sounds like you and your husband have sort of a system for not doing that. And, and what I'm hearing you describe is like, a real like spirit of like generosity in the relationship. Mm, yeah. Right. Of yeah. like giving to each other. And like, if you want to do that and it's, it means I got the kids solo for a couple of weeks, like that's mm-hmm. going to be tough, but I'll deal with it. And then, you know, yeah. when your husband wants to go golfing with his buddies for two weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. he knows he'll be able to do that. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. or even, I even like the, what you said about like, if you're invited out with friends, like go with your partner, you know, like I, I I just, that's something that my ex-husband and I struggled with is he had social anxiety. He just, he liked playing video games. He, we just, we ended up just becoming completely different people and we never hung out together, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, of course you lose each other then because you yeah. don't even know who the other person is. Cause you just, right. 
we don't hang out together. Yeah. You grow apart. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, you know, take an interest in their and their hobbies and and vice versa and, and just, you know, try, there's been so many things that I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever like that. And then I try it and I'm like, oh my God, this is like my new favorite thing to do. You know, there you go. I love that. You never know. Right. You just never know. But I think just being open and just being, um, you know, more susceptible or like, um, what am I trying to say? Just go, go more with the flow, you know, yeah. just go with the flow. Flexible. Yeah, exactly. Just, mm-hmm. you know, be, just be easygoing about it. Yeah. And you're right. I love that. Well, let, now, let go of that control. Yeah. Are the, so are these two ingredients that you've described, which is like making sure you have enough one-on-one time with your partner, which is especially difficult for people yeah. who have kids, but yeah. you know, like a good sleep schedule being like the absolute key to that. And then the second thing is this sort of like saying yes, this like flexibility. Are those the two kind of essential ingredients to like keeping that like physical desire for each other alive? Or is there something else that goes into that? Um, I think that I, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I do everything, you know, work from home. Um, and I, I feel like I always try to alleviate stress for him, you know, because he, he works for Tesla. He has a very demanding job. Um, and I, I always just try to take things off his plate, just constantly taking things off his plate. That's just, but also I'm a Southern, like I was kind of raised to be very doting and very nurturing and that's just who I am. And I love doing that. Like, I don't feel like it's a burden or anything like that. So it might have something to do with my personality as well, but I, I like taking care of him. I like, you know, having him know that once he's done with work, he can just relax and, you know, jump in our pool back in the backyard or whatever it is. And just, you know. And I think that alleviating that stress from him helps us have a better sex life because a lot of times that's what's kind of preventing you from getting physical, right? That stress or that resentment, like I was saying. And so we don't mm-hmm. have that resentment. We don't have those. We're very open and honest with each other. You know, we don't have those like things that we're keeping from each other that also prevent you from like opening up sexually, you know, to your partner. So I think there's a lot of different uh, reasons, you know, why. Um, And we also just have never lost um, that chemistry. Like we've always just been completely physically attracted, but also it's like such a deep emotional uh, attachment that we have for each other that we just never lost that. I feel like we never left the honeymoon phase. And I know that's not normal, but I'm just so incredibly grateful and I never Mm. want to. (laughs) I love that. Well, and, and maybe, you know, someone come like just for people who are listening, be like, I am not that person. Like I, I'm not the, I can't be the stay at home. Like I can't, like I, you know, I think it could go both ways, right. Of like, like for me, it would be so important to have a partner who can come home and also empty the dishwasher or, and like, I'm sure your husband helps out too. And, you know, I think it has to go both ways of like both person, both people need to feel like their partner is doing stuff Mm -hmm. to like make their lives easier. And, and maybe, maybe acts of service is more of your love language and it's his love language. And so you guys just match on love languages, you know? Yeah. He's very handy. And so, you know, I think it helps that, you know, if there's something that goes wrong during the day, I know that he's going to fix it when it, when he comes home and like, I never have to worry about things like that. And I, I never have to nag him. Like he just does it, you know? So oh, that's awesome. He's also kind of an angel, right? So, I was going to say, so everybody hates you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but I, but I, I think it's so fascinating. Like there is this 
really subtle but really important distinction between people in a relationship giving to each other from a sense of like obligation or that like kind of guilting each other of like, well, you know, I did this for you, you know, it becomes this almost transaction versus like, it's such a small shift, but it means everything to shift to a place of like joyful giving Mm -hmm. to each other of like, this makes me, you know, I'm sure it makes your husband feel great to fix things for you you know, and, and your family and then have you be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then yeah, you guys exactly. fuck each other and have a great time. And it's wonderful. <laughs> it's the appreciation, right? You know, when if I wasn't feeling appreciated, I wouldn't continue doing what I do. Yeah. He's so good yeah. at, at filling that cup for me and I yeah. am for him. And he's actually words of affirmation, funny enough. Oh, um, so I make sure I'm always saying, you know, you're amazing. Look at you. You're so helpful. You know, you're so sexy. Like I make sure that I'm filling that cup for him and he fills my cup for the, you know, physical um, touch. And also I'd say I'm words of affirmation too. Like I want to yeah. hear mm-hmm. that. Doing yeah. job, um, well, maybe that's why I didn't hear that. So. Yeah. And maybe that's why you feel so unresentful. Like you said, is because maybe acts of service isn't your love language, but he's so good at like adoring you and appreciating you that like, you don't even think about it. You just know, you know, you know, like, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. This is actually like, (laughs) yeah, this is actually making me like profoundly like hopeful and like happy about it. Okay. So Aaron, hook us up. Like what? (laughs) Like, okay. We're both single. And I'm 34. He's 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, I'm divorced, never been married, but in lots of, you know, long-term relationships. What would you like as a dating coach, like matchmaker, like what would you ask us or like, how would you, what would you do to like, you know, help us find your husband basically? <laughs> <laughs> and my husband. So we'll clone him. No problem. We'll clone him. We'll, we'll change him into a female version. <laughs> so um oh and we're both Aaron and Aaron by the way. Oh my gosh, stop. We're Aaron That's and That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I need to find a Leanna. <laughs> Leon? Leon. 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 Okay, Leon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're both Aaron and Aaron. We're A and E to everyone else just to make it easy. But yeah. Um so the first step I would say, and did you guys see Labor of Love, that reality TV show that was on in, during the pandemic? It was on. We, I didn't. No. Okay. Should we? Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's like it's like a uh, baby daddy meets bachelorette. It's that like oh. whole same kind of setup. Did you watch Sex in the City? Of course, right? Yeah. Kristen Davis is the host. Okay. And then, so I got to I connected with the lead who was the one that was like trying to find baby daddy. And um, she's, she was 40 at the time. So anyway, I, I became her dating coach after that show and it has been so much fun, but I just had an episode with her on getting cozy. My, my most recent actually. Um, And we did a list. So this is what I would tell both of you to do. I would do a list of the qualities that you're looking for in that perfect person. When I did this, I met Aaron two weeks later. Because what happens is you put it out in the universe. You tell the universe what you're looking for. If the universe doesn't know what you're looking for, how's it going to deliver it, right? So you need to write down very specifically these like traits and characteristics and personality, you know, things about their personality that you really need and want. So you're going to have a list of needs 
and a list of wants. Mm. So needs being deal breakers if it's not there, right? Like maybe you really want someone who, who wants a family, Leanna. Like maybe that's like something important for you. So you have your deal breakers, your your needs, and then your wants, which would be nice to have. Maybe okay. you'd like him to be six feet tall, you know, but he doesn't have to be, right? Sure. So that kind of thing. And then once you have that list, something changes in your brain. It's weird. It's almost like, okay, it's out in the universe. And now you're going to notice that when you're going on dates. And that was my other question. Are you guys currently dating now? She is. I'm not. Okay. So here's the thing. Once you write the list, you got to get yourself out there. This person's not going to just like bust you the wall like, <laughs> like, like the Kool-Aid man, okay? It's like, <laughs> like that. Like you're going to have to put yourself out there, you know, whether it's dating apps or, um, I mean, if you're, if you're comfortable being on video, honestly, video dating apps are so awesome to use right now. Like that is the best. Because you know, when you're video chatting with someone, if you vibe or not, you don't have to be in a Starbucks drinking your latte with them, right? Like you can literally just be like looking into their eyes. Like, are they paying attention? Are they just like on their phone? Are they just like looking around like this? Like, I don't think this would be a great, uh, you know, interview if I'm just like, yeah. So anyway, you know what I mean? Like, are they focused? Are they present? You know? Yeah. Uh, So many things. So many things can come from a a video chat, you know, Mm -hmm. a video date. So that's what I would recommend for you. Now, Hinge does have that option. So it's nice if you're already on Hinge or want to go on Hinge, you have that video option on Hinge. But there's so many other ones. There's filter off where you have zero filter. So you know exactly what that person looks like. Um, there's so many. I mean, I, c- I could name another yeah. one. But can you, tell us what was what on, can you tell us what was on your list before you met your husband? That's so funny because she asked me the same thing. So, um, oh my gosh, I wanted, again, everything he is. I mean, I wanted someone nurturing, kind, understanding, patient, um, obviously had to be attracted, you know, and that was no problem. Um, you know, just <laughs> we had a blind date. I was, I was a flight attendant at the time. We had a blind date in Burlingame. You guys probably know where that is, um, over by SFO. And that's oh, why I was okay. based out of SFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was living in a crash pad in Burlingame with like, I don't know, 15 other, you know, pilots and flight attendants. It was nuts. And I remember just walking down the street. I saw him and I was just like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, this is going well. This is great. And we just hit it off. We were literally together from our first date. You know, it was just like, I was probably dating a handful of other people and just dropped them off. When did you sleep together? Uh, Within a week, but we literally saw each other every single day. And I even told him, I said, I was longer than a week now. He's like, oh, thank God. I mean, if you see each other every single day for seven days, like mm-hmm. that's seven dates. Like, I feel yeah. like that's yeah. fine. That's you a lot to mean? get to know one another. Well, yeah. can I ask? And this is probably me, like, sort of projecting my <laughs> thing, so but ready. no, it's you're great. Did thank you, you for answering that. Yeah. Did, like, okay. had you previous <laughs> to sort of making your list, like, had you been doing some, like, work on yourself or or was it just kind of things lined up that's a really good question um so i was kind of on a mission i was literally this is going to sound terrible but for two months straight i had probably two to three dates a day like i was on a mission i was just like i'm so ready to find this person i just turned 30. you know my biological clock was going wild um i should in hindsight, I should have just frozen my eggs so I could have just like not been 
freaking out about it, right? Like that that's what the that's what uh, Christy Katzman did, the lead of Labor of Love. She froze her eggs so that she could mm-hmm. just say, look, it's there. I'm good, you know. Um, but I wish I had done that. I didn't do that. So I was more a little bit more of a, in a panic. Not a panic, but you know, <laughs> just like, you know, me being 35. Me. I'm almost 35. <laughs> You have plenty of time to freeze your eggs. You're fine. You're fine. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially that people have kids well into their forties. No, I know. I know. I just don't want to be in my forties and have a child, but you know, you know, it's definitely know. something to consider though. Well, I mean, you will still pressure. have them when you're in yeah. your forties. Once you have, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that, um, I think so you were on a mission and like, so, you know, and, and this wasn't like, this wasn't like long dates. These were like coffee dates, you know, very, very short, quick. If, 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 uh, video dating apps had been, then, oh my God, saving so much time. Right. I was going to say, this sounds (laughs) exhausting. I had so much fun. I mean, I had my best friends in different Right. Like I had so much fun. I got to know exactly what I didn't want. Yeah. And then I found qualities that I did want. So that's what I was going to say is once you write your list and you're dating people, you know, you can really go back to your list and say, did those people have what I'm looking for? And if they didn't, don't waste your time. Like you, yeah. you want to be really married to your list. And yeah. I even told Christy to like, say it every day, look at it every day, live the list. Like you are the list, you know, cause that's really what you're looking for. Um, personified in that list you know that's what you're looking for so yeah i think that dating being on the mission and dating so many different people you know really told me what i wanted and i saw like if people were flaky like that was a deal breaker for me i wasn't okay with that right like i wanted someone who did what they said they were gonna do and that sort of thing so once i met him and saw all the things he was doing i was like well holy shit this is literally my list personified like and then some you know he was all that list and then more so I knew that was, that had to be my person mm-hmm. because no one else came close. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that so much. I, you know, because I I've done the, like a couple other podcasts and we've had other dating coaches. I actually did a dating coaching program before, like a whole two month program. Um, <clears throat> and I've done the, the list and I've done the affirmations, but I've never done the needs versus wants and then read through it every day. So I like Mm -hmm. that. I think that's new Mm -hmm. for me and something Mm -hmm. I can kind of take from that. I just, I have a quick, okay. Who would you say? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Erin. You can change your list too, though. I was just going to say, you can modify your list, you know, as you date, maybe that's not as important and you move it to the other side, but sorry to me to interrupt. Yeah. No, no, no. You're fine. Okay. Who would you set me up with from Bachelor Nation or from FY Island? Oh, that's an interesting question. Oh, F- I love the F boys. Honestly, the F boys were so sweet. I've I've probably talked to over a dozen of them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to meeting Mark. This oh, weekend. really? Wait, who's Mark? So Mark who's is Mark? the redhead that went with on a date with CJ at the beach. Remember? And he was like the dad jokes guy. Oh yeah, he's a very like, he like preppy sort of like Brooks oh, Brothers guy. Yeah. Right. right. Like, um, yeah. 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 Like like run for Congress kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he is actually right. He's good friends with Bennett. So I'm going to possibly meet up with both of them in New York. Oh, fun. fun. Um, We had Jamie Wood on, and he was awesome. I love Jamie. Oh, I'm trying to date Jamie. Rihanna's crushing on him. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Jamie's a 
Jamie's a catch. He's a sweetheart. I know. For sure. But I've like, yeah, I've definitely. like said on the podcast, like, um, I have a crush on Jamie. Like I've slid into his DMs. We have each other's phone numbers, but like, I don't think he's feeling it. Cause I feel like if he was feeling it, like he would be like, he would. maybe pursuing me and he's not. Yeah. So I think my Jamie dreams are crushed. Well, he also might be seeing someone and not like exactly yeah that's the thing it's it's hard because a lot of people are seeing people but they don't want to like make it public because it's such a big deal right right Right. so you got to take that so i wouldn't take it personally you know what i'm saying um but i'd have to know like what your type is or if you have a type and like what you go for i mean there's so many guides in bachelor nation like that would be yeah Well, Um, I'm trying to change my type a little bit because I tend to attract um, emotionally unavailable men. And so so I'm trying to get away from the asshole bad guy kind of a thing and be open more to someone who's maybe a little bit more emotionally vulnerable in tune with themselves comes off. It's very secure in themselves like Riley. Riley is like a very secure person. He's sweet. And I guarantee you, if I met him, I probably wouldn't feel like an instant attraction. But I think that's something that I need to kind of work on. So I don't know, with that information. Well, I mean, after what Riley showed us the other night, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Riley right now. I think that he went way too hard on my guy. Chris is a good friend of mine. Chris is the sweetest guy. He was completely blindsided with all of that. Alana too. Like Alana and I, Alana, I don't know. I always call her Alana, but she and I, like, she's a great friend too. Like I, I honestly, I mean, I'm sure you've seen on my feed, you know, that I've been doing appreciation posts for them because the hate and the just unhinged anger, you know, that was just thrust on them like that by Joe and Riley. I think yeah. it was completely out of line. Let's give, the, let's give the listeners a little background of yes. what happened. Do you, sure, do you sure. want to tell them, Erin? Um, yeah, I, I'm not great with recaps just because I, my, br- I mean. Oh, <laughs> I can try. Yeah, I Jared, try. Jared will do it. Okay, so, it. well, and so what's really interesting is, so there was this couple that, uh, there was this guy named Brandon who came on Bachelor Brandon. in Paradise. Brendan. And So basically Bachelor in Paradise is a show where you're single and there's a bunch of single guys and a bunch of single women. And then you kind of match up. And if you're in a couple, then you'll get a rose and you get to stay, but then new people might come in. And, you know, so it's a show where people are all sort of dating each other and a big no, no of the show, which we've found out and explored this season more than any other is to actually go on the show when you're sort of secretly in a relationship, because that means you're there just, to be on TV and to well, get Instagram followers and, and all sorts using of things. other people. So manipulating and using other people and to yes. stay there until you're, you know, quote unquote person that you want there person. to show up. Yes. And yeah. it's, it feels disingenuous and manipulative and you're hurting these other people who were assuming that you were there being genuine. And so, so right. Brandon does that. And then this woman named Piper shows up and it becomes clear to everyone that they were very clearly in a relationship and he had hurt this woman named Natasha. Totally gaslights her. Like the definition of gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, yeah. and, and they're caught on microphone having a conversation about how many Instagram followers they're going to get, et cetera, et cetera. 
Then one episode later, you know, and so and so the other castmates on the show <laughs> talk about that and they express sort of like that's not cool or whatever. Yeah, they're upset for Natasha, but nothing really happens. Yes. Then one episode later, this guy named Chris, who had been on the show and who had been with uh, Jasenia. Yes, sort of dating this woman who, named Jasenia. By the way, Jasenia totally screwed over Ivan. Like yes. did the same thing to Ivan. Okay, anyway. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, people start dating someone and then they sort of drop them when someone new comes along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think what Chris did that was different, though, is that this new woman, Alana, shows up and he immediately sort of starts flirting with her and then starts making out with her right in front of Jacinia without any conversation, which... Okay, look, we've all, you know, we've all gotten carried away in the heat of the moment and our attraction for someone, whatever. And then what you're talking about, Aaron, is that the other people on the cast, particularly Joe and Riley, really. And Jacinia. Yeah, really came at Chris and Marissa and Alana. Yeah. Accusing them of like you two were together and now you've hurt Jacinia and you guys should leave because you're not here for genuine reasons. Like it's clear you were in a relationship before this. Meanwhile, they're, they're, they're badgering them. And eventually both of them leave the show that night because they're like yeah. in, you know, this is a hostile environment. Yeah. yeah. While Brendan and Piper are still sitting right there. Yeah. And they don't Thinking leave together. Yeah. 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 And right. they don't leave together because they weren't together before the show. So the background, exactly. yeah, yes. the background of it was Chris and Jasenia and Alana all met in San Diego and basically met in group settings and there was flirtation and they kind of, you know, there was definitely like they were excited to see each other. And Chris was excited to see Jasenia and Alana. And Jasenia yeah. was there first, and then Alana shows up, and now he's confused. He didn't handle it the best, um, but oh, I no, agree with you. Definitely not. Yeah. And, you know, but that, but it doesn't excuse, it was very, I still like Riley and Joe. And, and I'm going to say that there's probably a lot of alcohol that was involved in that. Um, and, you know, it, and, and also I think in those settings, they just, they don't know what else to do. They're bored. They're stuck on a beach. Yeah. They probably way overthink things, way over talk things. They're they're. Yeah. I think they went after Chris and Alana the most because they're less involved in the bachelor community, whereas they like Brendan right. a lot or Piper or whatever. So anyway, oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I mean, I think it is because yeah, Chris and Alana. Chris and Alana are not fan favorites. You know, yeah. Chris was never fan favorite. He left Claire's season night one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Joe was a night one person as well. So I just felt like he was on a high horse kind of becoming like this just um, self-appointed authority of like Bachelor in Paradise, you know, Paradise or whatever. And I, I just didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I felt like there was just total and utter disrespect from both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to say, and I know you were recapping what happened, but I do want to say that, you know, Chris and Alana, they were, they were kissing, but they were not in front of Jasenia at first. So I feel like mm. the producers had Jasenia walk by to see them, you know, and then at that point, like when he's on the dance floor with her, no, that was not okay. And he knows that, but he was, 
He does not hold his liquor well, I will say. Um, and that, and it's not an excuse, but I'm saying that's definitely what happened, which he was just in like this, you know what I'm saying? Very, very just one track mind at the time. Yeah, it happens. Um, and right. But should have 100% had that conversation. The difference is too, that Chris has apologized publicly. Brendan had a PR fluff apology. Chris's was very sincere. You could tell he wrote that himself, that it was from his heart, as mm-hmm. was Alana's. And, you know, Piper's was, again, very PR. And Piper's was scary. not an apology. No, it was basically saying, like, well, you know, there's editing involved. Like, right, right. Yeah. No, there was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. And it disappeared. And she, oh, erased it it. And she deleted it. Like with, I mean, not even 24 hours. Same with yeah. Brendan. His was gone, not even 24 hours. So we all know on Instagram that a story stays up for 24 hours. Yeah. So, but why not put it on your feed and just shut people up? Like why, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then the, the Instagram following that dropped was so satisfying to see because yeah. I, and I really, I really stress this a lot um, on my page. Unfollow me. If you don't like what I'm saying, if you don't like what I'm doing, whatever the stance I'm taking, just unfollow me. Don't leave me horrible, horrible comments. Like, you know, those that were left on Brendan's page and Piper's and everyone else's. Mm. Don't do that. Just unfollow them. There's no need. You don't know these people. There's no need to do that or sign their DMs and tell them to kill themselves. Like, are you kidding me? Like, just unfollow them. So you don't have to look at it. You don't have to see, you know, what's going on. But the, the audacity and the gall of some people out there that have usually zero followers, if you go and check their, you know, mm-hmm. their page. Um, anyway, I just had to say that because it is just, it's so infuriating, you know, that just unfollow people. It's so simple well, or block yeah. them, like whatever you need to do, but don't leave those comments that are just so hurtful. I, I agree. Nobody hurtful. deserves, nobody deserves that. doesn't matter how shitty they acted on TV. Nobody no. deserves a death threat. Brendan and Piper aren't shitty people. They did a shitty thing and they need to own up with it and they need to work through it. But like, it's, you know, it's, um, it is satisfying. I mean, Brendan lost what over a hundred thousand followers. Piper lost more than 10,000 and Natasha has gained what? 300,000 followers. Yeah. 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 She's over 400 K now. So yeah. And she's so sweet. We were messaging, um, kind of the night that happened or like the night after. And she's just like, I'm so overwhelmed by just all the love and support. And so, you know, that just made me so happy to hear. So oh, I love so that. Wonderful. She was on I Tub Talk that. and I loved Tub Talk and I loved getting to know her. She's really sweet. Really, That's really so cool. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we, you know, I think we're at this very interesting point in our culture where, and you and I talked about this around the whole Chris Harrison, Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Kirk and L thing, um, where, People, there's an awareness that like cancel culture, like there's, there's a way that that can go too far. Right. And, you know, people get the pitchforks out and stuff like that. And, and there's a growing awareness of how toxic and horrific this kind of online trolling and abusive behavior and doxing and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's, there's that kind of ugliness. But we're, I think we're trying to figure out as a culture, like, what is accountability? Mm-hmm. Like, when someone does something shitty, how can they be held accountable in a way that's not just, well, now let's be abusive towards them because that doesn't seem right. Or right. just, right. oh, a person made one mistake and now they can never work again. 
you know, like that, that also yeah. doesn't seem right. And so we're, we're, we're sort of trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in terms of this yeah. situation, it's really interesting, Aaron. I love that you are holding up the Brendan and Piper situation, the Chris and Alana situation. The difference to me has to be when you look at like the reactions of Riley and Joe towards Chris and then them basically staying silent on Brendan and Piper, it's all relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and even your defense of Chris is based because you know him, right? Yeah, and right. so yeah. it's this kind of thing where I think probably the Joes and the Rileys really cared about Jacenia and they'd been on the I beach together a lot. long enough, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like she seemed much more hurt and vulnerable than even Natasha did. Cause I think Natasha was probably had more cause to be upset and be hurt. Definitely. But she was just kind of like, I got to the bottom of this, like F you, like you're terrible. Like yeah, I'm moving yeah. forward yeah. and yeah, not yeah. just like, Oh, I'm so devastated. And yeah. so I, I wonder if that has there something was, to do yeah, with it. No, there was a, clearly a protective nature over Jasenia. Um, and maybe yeah. they just see Jasenia as like Natasha's like just badass. Like I'm done here. Like laughing at Brendan when he's telling, what did he tell her? Like, you um oh have zero prospects yeah well you have zero prospects mm-hmm. and he said something like you misinterpreted how or you chose oh, what you was have it a selective selective hearing, selective hearing. Yeah, yeah. she oh died God. died i cannot oh, yeah i love that she laughed and she didn't like punch him in the face because i think i know there would have punched him in the face 100 percent. yeah she was just like yeah deserved it. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you. I think that um, I think my issue is that, you know, first of all, Piper saying she has no regrets. I think that is very bullheaded. I think that's stubborn, you know, and it's it's very mm-hmm. selfish to say that. Yeah. Right. You've heard a lot of people um, yeah. definitely say you have regrets. Like even if you deep down don't feel it, just say it, because at this yeah. point, you know, come on. And then I do feel that Joe and Riley do owe an apology to Chris and Alana for the way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's right. I have a question, though. You said Alana apologized. I can't. I haven't seen it. I don't follow them on social media. I can't for the Um, life of me figure out what Alana has to apologize for. Yeah. What did she she do? What could she have possibly done? I don't think she did anything wrong. Yeah. And people are saying that she did. And that just makes me mad. But it was more of an explanation than an apology. I think that um, I think she was apologizing for kicking Chris out of the van because that's where people had the issue. Oh, Um, Maybe like they were thinking you're not even supporting this guy, like you're kicking him while he's down, like that kind of thing. Right. So I think she was saying, like, I was sleep deprived. I was hungover. I was this. I was that. You know, I I was just so done with the whole situation. I just was I wasn't thinking about like what Chris needed in that moment. She was mm, being yeah. She I think she even said like, I was being selfish. I just wanted to kind of be alone. And yeah. I mean, can you blame her? Like she was she was put through hell. So I totally understand that. Yeah. Um. And she had to leave right away. Like she hadn't even been there for twenty four hours. I know. I know. Heart, How right? disappointing. So, that's exactly to, to go through all of that and to wait and to be in quarantine and then have to leave like so quickly so wow. i think that she deserves a lot more grace and and but her story was basically saying like chris and i were not together we were all you know in san diego as friends getting to know each other jesenia was there too i knew chris had interest in me and jesenia but we were never together in a relationship yeah which mm-hmm. for me was very evident with their conversation, how it went after everything went down, you know, I me, agree. 
that was not a couple because they were not yeah. like again they didn't have each other's backs like a couple would have right whereas brendan and piper yeah brendan and piper was very clear Ride they were die. together yeah Ride or die. yes exactly so i feel like i have a way to kind of bring us yeah. back around and sort of maybe oh, get so us towards wrapping i was gonna up. say let's go ahead and wrap up yeah yeah so so, I mean, what I'm curious, Aaron, to go back to kind of like the your role as a dating coach and, you know, like, so one of the things that we see, if you think about Natasha's experience with Brendan and to a lesser extent, Chris's experience or Jacinia's uh, experience with Chris, what, what happens, I think, to a lot of people in dating, and we have experienced this ourselves, and we hear these kinds of stories from our listeners all the time is like, people are like working out their own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and people might not, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a cliche in reality to television, like people being there for the right reasons, but you know, like some men are fuck boys and are purporting to be earnestly looking for a relationship when what they're really doing is right. just trying to sleep with women or maybe even they think they're looking for a relationship themselves, but they're, they're they're working out so much of their own shit that you know they're not in in a space to mm-hmm. to be dating in a in a genuine authentic way and like yeah. and and then people get hurt by like like they're cuz they're just working out their own pain and like when Jamie Wood came on our show he talked about the word toxicity right and he was like yeah. that comes from your own suffering mm-hmm. that you haven't dealt with and and worked out and i guess mm-hmm. so I, I think all that's the thread that all of these situations that we've talked about have in common and i'm curious Aaron when you try to help people as a dating coach how do you help them navigate that that is out there and that's a real hazard of dating Yeah. I mean, before I answer that, you know, I will say that Brendan, I think still needs to work through a lot of his past. And Mm. I don't know if you guys saw, but Taisha was on clickbait with, you know, Natasha and Joe. And if you look at her face, her, her like expressions, she is so disgusted and like irritated that Brendan's using that same excuse, you know, that he did with Natasha that he did with her. And so now he's, now she's feeling like, oh, he was just there for, you know, follower following and, and right. And all that. And you look at her face and you're just like, oh, wow. She is, she is mad. (laughs) Like she is so mad. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you have to work on yourself and get those issues taken care of, you know, before you get into a relationship, because you do carry that on into the relationship. I mean, for me, um, I was brought up by a very narcissistic mother. And so I always felt like everything was my fault and, you know, these kind of things that, and they, they trickle into your relationships. And I, we struggled with that in the beginning because I still hadn't healed from that. You know, I still hadn't. So I think being in therapy, you can be in a relationship, but still like be in therapy. So you're working those issues out as you're growing with your partner and it's not becoming this wedge between you, you know, it's very, very important, but you can't just kind of brush it aside and just feel like I've dealt with it. You know, you really do have to deal with it. You got to go to it head on too. You know, there are a lot of uncomfortable conversations that I had to have with my therapist and it was difficult, but it's definitely getting me to the other side now and appreciating what I have in my husband and that he doesn't think everything's my fault, you know, just because my mom did, or, you know, my family members did like, that's my past. And this is where I'm at now. And it's like, you've got to just, 
you have to work through that or else it will just literally haunt you into every relationship that you go to. And it might make it where you can't stay in a relationship, you know, for long because those issues are still there. So Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely deal with those issues before you do open yourself up to a relationship. Or if you're currently in a relationship, get that help, you know, and let your partner know, hey, I'm working on these issues and please call me out. I have him call me out all the time, all the time. And it's so helpful because sometimes you don't realize that, you know, and it might suck at first and I might give him the silent treatment for an hour, but then I get over it. You know, it's like, you're right. Like call me on my shit and, and make me deal with it and make me, you know, deal with it head on. And it's, it's life changing. Honestly. I I love that. Therapy. Therapy and accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do have to, you know, you have to be accountable for your actions. You have to say, yes, I did this and maybe it wasn't the best choice, but that was the choice I made at the time. Now I'm dealing with it. And now I'm saying, I'm going to do better. What is that saying? You know, no better, do better. Like I say that to my kids all the time. Like you didn't yeah. know then now you do. So no yeah. better, do better. And that, that. Yeah. applies to any situation in life, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. and as, as you were talking, I almost thought about, you know, the, where you started with making the list. Like that's a way for someone to ground themselves. And if a partner is showing up and possibly like doing some of this toxic stuff or what, you know, like I think that can help ground you and have a good radar Mm -hmm. for For like, boy, this person sometimes feels like they're telling me what I want to hear, but then their actions aren't lining up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you're really like firm and like, this is my list, you'll realize that this person's behavior is not aligning with that. And then you'll be able to to let it go. Right. Right. Or if you're getting triggered by that person, you know, ask yourself why, and is this somebody that I can tolerate being in a relationship with? I mean, you want to be with that person that makes you a better person. I know people say that all the time and it sounds cliche, but it's so true. He makes me a better person. And that's what I want. Cause I'm not, I'm not a a great person, you know, 24 seven, you know, but he, he picks up that slack and he, he helps me become better. And that's what you really want in that person. It's so important. It really I is. I love that. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Tell Aaron. our listeners everything of where they can find you, all your Instagram websites, podcasts, everything. Yeah. So um, on Instagram, it's getting cozy with Aaron and batch after dark pod is our batch after dark Instagram. Um, I will say right now we're kind of going into a little bit of a transition because since it's batch after dark, we want to do, we want to open up to other reality TV shows, like having F boys on and love Island people and just whoever. Right. Um, So it's because it's still going to be batch after dark, but it's going to batch is going to mean bachelor or bachelorette, meaning single person, not the show. So it is inspired by the show, but it's, it's more than that. So it's going through a little transition. So that'll be coming back out. I'll have a new, like, introduction to it or whatever soon. Um, but yes, you can find it there. And I'm on Taste of Reality Network. Um, and that's just tasteofreality.com. And I have a new show every week. And actually, uh, Viviana Coles from Mary First Sight, I'm uh, going to drop that tomorrow. So, um, oh, oh and, and we talk about the four intimacy styles. And you guys, it is so awesome because I didn't even know what intimacy style it was until I took the quiz. So go to four intimacy styles dot com and you can take the intimacy style quiz and it will literally blow your mind because there are four different types and you'll be like oh my god i didn't know i'm mainly this or i'm mainly that or it's so cool and then you can have your partner or whoever you're dating do it too and see if you align and if you so don't basically you no it. one <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's really eye-opening. Seriously. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Strong. All right, Erin. Well, thank you so much. We know you have stuff you have to do. Um, and we just so appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I love chatting with you guys. So glad we were able to connect. And yes. you guys should come on my pod. Definitely. We're in. We would love it. Have, in. have us on. Perfect. Erin, you're awesome. Killed it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> McGee's choosing to drink water right at the same moment. This dog is like determined to be on the episode. <laughs> All right, you guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Hello by Podcast, at underscore Leanna Joan, at The Real Jared Rodriguez. Um, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. You can go to our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. Visit our sponsors, support us through there, support us through the Patreon. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Share with a friend. What did I miss? You said it all. Okay, guys. We love you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.